Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We're live. And what a day it is. Why is that? I don't know. Just trying to be optimistic and happy. There you, you go. Know well, me. It's a good one. It's it's always always a day. Glasses right? half full, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> it's June. It's sunny out. There's pollen in the air. It's uh, you know. I hope yeah. you guys like pollen. Oh, I love pollen. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it just seems is, worse this year. I, Maybe I hate, it's not, I hate pollen. But every year there's a period of time. But yeah, it's gross. It's, it's bad. It's all yeah. over everything. I found myself walking around the house this morning, like dusting everything, like hitting everything, because it's just so gross. Yeah. Pollen is li- you... literally my kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, what is allergy? Uh, is it off the lodge poles? Yeah, yeah. That's why there's so much of it here. Well, I asked Ty and Leah. Yeah. I was like, How, "Is it horrible at your house?" And they're like, "No." And like, they're surrounded by lodge poles. It's kind of like the happening a little bit. You know what I mean? When you see it, when you see it blowing through the air and landing on everything, it's kind of like, what are the trees doing? Yeah. They're mad. The trees are angry. They're getting their revenge. That's what they're doing. Oh, they're. Yeah. Does it mess with your allergies? Is that why you don't oh, like yeah. it? Yeah. That doesn't, <clears throat> yeah, doesn't, it just kills me. I just don't like the mess of it. Yeah, they're doesn't, a mess. It doesn't bother my allergies, but but it's icky. Yeah. Gets on my stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So you're the, the pollen the, and then the what? You're the duster in the house? I mean, my wife will, like, have her moments each year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, mostly me. You just answered right. it, I think. <laughs> yeah, that answered the question. She wasn't listening just I now. was surprised. Honey, we, we were playing yeah, a newlywed game one so, time with Carrie, some friends. feel free to comment on that. Yep. Anyway, playing a newlywed game one time with some friends, and, and the question came up, what's your wife's least favorite uh, household chore? And I just guest got to be cleaning the bathroom cleaning the toilet that's probably the grossest thing so that must be it and it was dusting mm. that's what she hates the most mm. dusting which to me is kind of i think it's because it, it it's a never-ending job yeah. you can dust and then turn around an right. hour later and it looks like it's not yeah. been dusted so maybe that's it but i dust quite a bit like I, it's just one of those things that i notice when i'm walking through the house it's like oh i need i don't i'm not like hey carrie you need to take care of it. <laughs> it's like no i'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and take care of this so i take care of it so nice yeah um, I, I, would, I would put cleaning the bathroom at the high top of my list. Yeah. 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 That I don't do. Oh. And I probably should do that. So. I do it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes she does it. Just. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> what were you going to You were going to start to say something there that might have been I was more important say that than this. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were at the point in Ben. Like, I don't, we don't get out enough in the evenings and go through Ben to realize that we have rush hour traffic like i didn't know that was a thing it's a thing so we went to redmond last night to leah's parents house for her birthday and uh it was like five o'clock maybe a little after five and it was backed up from target from those signals north of town on the parkway all the way back to revere and i'm talking like yeah crawl like stop and go and we're thinking at first it's like oh there must be an accident or something no apparently that's what it's like every night at that time I can attest. It's crazy, dude. It hmm. kind of yeah. depressed me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The bend <clears throat> is at that point. If, if I, I usually leave work at four, and I work on the south end, kind of southwest end of bend. <clears throat> and if I leave at four, I can get, get down uh, like Bond Street to Reed Market reasonably in a reasonable amount of time. But if I leave at like a quarter after four, all bets are off. It's yeah. just jammed up. No, they're crazy. right right at Reed Market, like where the, the roundabout is. The southern light on like the west side. That's up. a bot. Yeah, that's yeah. that's bad news. It's terrible. Yeah, forget that place. So, any of our listeners from California, Portland, or Seattle, talk yeah. to these two guys yeah. about your. Uh... They're probably sitting there right now, <laughs> going like, "You guys are stupid. <laughs> like, you don't know what traffic is." It took me ten <laughs> minutes to get from one side of town yeah. to the other. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I did go through Redmond last Friday uh, during the day, like it was around lunchtime. <clears throat> you know, when you get like, coming from Bend, you get the first light. It took me 20 minutes to get from that first light to, uh, like, the Walgreens, like, where you turn to go to the airport. Mm. 20 minutes in Redmond in the middle of, we of a Friday. We sound like old men now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah. The other day I tried to get out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there were these kids on my lawn. Okay, we, we, we've officially gotten old, guys. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, it was gonna bound to happen <laughs> sooner or later. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. Not today, Satan. 
Let's just tell him that, <laughs> not today, Satan. That's 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 the title of the uh, today's podcast. So yeah. a question came in uh, several weeks back. Kind of the, I think <clears throat> Satan's a topic, or uh, you know, somebody that Christians are confused about and probably overly worried about at times. Um, and so uh, specifically, the question came in about First Peter five eight, which says, "Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil." prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour that doesn't sound good and that sounds kind of right. terrifying that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, when you just read that verse by itself it, it sounds like okay what 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 what's roaring around and what's yeah. going on and am i in danger right now and yeah and, and peter's talking to like addressing the church there like correct. believers so it's yep. just not a good uh, thing yeah I, so i just did something and uh, hopefully we're still alive <laughs> but yeah <laughs> John, why are you messing around? I don't know. You playing a video game on I'm there? Not sure what? What I, I'm not sure what I did. We are not. Well, well, let's... We have a flower? Okay, so you can hear us, but so I just did something weird to where you can't see us. Okay, I'm going to work on fixing this. I should just stop maybe you clicking could, buttons in the middle of the thing. Maybe you could put thing. up an image of like a, a, a red guy with a bifurcated tail. And, uh, and, then, That's we'll just, actually, uh, and then we'll just talk behind it. That was the quote yeah. I thought of when I was oh. thinking about uh, who Satan is. Yeah. Um, you know, I think most of the world would, would agree with Ulysses Everett McGill and say the great Satan himself <laughs> is red and scaly with a bifurcated tail and carries a hay fork. Yep. I think most people <laughs> w- would think of that. Yeah. Which isn't very scary. I actually thought thought of the church lady. Oh, okay. And maybe that does show that we're old too, but the church lady, you know, could it be Satan? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old SNL. <laughs> Who is that? Dana, Dana Carvey. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Is it, yeah, do you got some visuals on there or what? Well, after what I just did, I don't want to mess with anything <laughs> yeah, don't anymore. Touch anything. <clears throat> we're, we're back. People can see us again now, but yeah, something happened. I don't know what. So I'm just going to quit hitting buttons. Yeah. Quit messing around, dude. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Leave alone. So jumping into this, oh. who, who is Satan? And uh, what are some of his different titles? That's the first question. Mm. He's, he's the devil. <laughs> That's one of his titles? And, yes. and, and the devil is bad. Isn't that a song? Yeah, the wow. W's. You are the devil and the devil is bad? The W's, dude. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I remember the W's. Heck yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like an executive angel. So, you know, so he's created, and I think that's important. Really important. Because an angel is a created being, yep. not an eternal one. So... That means that Satan's not on the same level as God. Correct. He's below God. Yeah. But he, as far as what's created, he's up there. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. He's kind of a big deal. He's an executive. (laughs) He's a bully. He he thinks he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, he didn't start out that way. He started out uh, like all the rest of God's creation, good. Yeah. Um, Well, still with a special position, but Correct. But then then rebelled against God. Yes. Um, And continues to. And again, according to some of the passages we put together to kind of develop a theology of Satan... Uh, his pride got the better of him. He was created as maybe the most beautiful angel, the executive, the most powerful angel, um, and and his pride got the better of him. Not red and scaly. No, <clears throat> nope. Now, even there's a couple a passages. Yeah. One you can read about in uh, Ezekiel 28, and the other one's in Isaiah 14, and it gives these descriptions of him, like he was just a, just this magnificent. He's pretty impressive creature. Impressive. Yes. And when when generally when you see <clears throat> angels of any kind in the Bible. Yeah. Um, you know, people have about the same reaction. Right. Uh, they're yeah, they're terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> um, because of the power, you know, and these are just created beings. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, imagine seeing God, you know, it wouldn't just kind of crazy. But anyway, yeah. yep. rebelled against God. Yep. Uh, some of the uh, other angels rebelled with him and uh, became what we would call demons. So you've got this kind of, you know, evil contingent that exists out there of Satan and demons that are part of, you know, the spiritual yep. warfare that. Um, their their mission, I guess. What would you say their mission is, or their you know what are they what are they what do they want to see happen in, in the world? They well, seek you know. and kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds <laughs> ominous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, deception is kind of what they major in, you know. So anything that they're opposed to truth. So yeah, yeah keep people from their agendas to oppose truth. Keep people from coming to God. Keep yeah. people from honoring God, glorifying God. Yep. Um, even, you know, the, the opposite of that would be like what we see in the book of Job where Satan had this desire to see Job who, who was a man of God, curse God to his face. You know, he wanted to see, that's what he wants to see happen. So very much opposed to God and, and God's people and God's church and so forth and so on, which is again, when you, when you think about this roaring lion aspect, it, um, sounds kind of terrifying. So, well, what's neat about that one, because, you know, we had someone ask us about like, what, what does this mean? Like exactly. And. And I think it is kind of Jobish, 
where you want to take something yeah. that follows God and and go, what if what if they don't? You know, even though, but but the difference is that like the church is locked in. That's the beauty of it. So I, I think I think that the devouring that Satan is you know prowling around doing with the church is to try to shake our faith, whether it be through right. circumstance or trial, you know, like with Job. But the beautiful thing is that our faith is secured because of Christ's faithfulness. Right. <laughs> so what he is able to do at that point is basically just kind of hurt our testimony or our witness, right? And he's able to make us, you know, question things, maybe maybe live in a way that's not very, um, you know, convincing <laughs> as far as followers of Christ. Um, I mean, I but guess, he can't take yeah. what Christ has accomplished. Right. Yep. You can't devour that. I'm going to, I guess, going to jump ahead now just because of that. Uh, you see this really clearly with Peter. Um, you see uh, Jesus talking to Peter before Peter denies him and saying, Satan has mm-hmm. basically come to me and made a request. He wants to sift you as wheat. Yeah. And it's like, that sounds terrifying too. Right. Because <laughs> um, you just get this picture of the shaking, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's some kind of a, uh, to basically dislodge your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but then Jesus says, but I prayed for you. Yep. Um, and then you see what happens. Satan does actually get, you know, uh, Peter denies him three times. Yep. And and then you see him restored. Yep. And then you see what God does in his life afterwards. Yep. Um, and so it's just this kind of cool. So there's a of, there's a testimony or a correct. witness that that Satan kind of prevailed. Yes. With with Peter, but could not take ultimately Peter. Right. Yep. Right. And then and then you see what Peter became. Yeah. You know, kind of the triumph. Uh, of you know who Peter became in Christ and what he did for for the church, knowing that Satan had every desire to wipe this guy out mm-hmm. and 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 you know just just wipe him off the off the field completely. Yep. Yeah. And, and in fact, he became one of the major players in the church. Yep. yep. And um, so it just kind of gives you some perspective yep. as far as what Satan's capable of. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll and Peter, that, you know, knows what he's talking about when he goes on to write in First Peter chapter yeah. five verse eight. Yeah, like, he's got some experience. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. With the statement. <laughs> yeah, first <laughs> hand experience about what yeah. this looks like to be yeah. to be picked off by this roaring lion. Yeah. Right. Correct. Well, even if you think about you know going back to like the story of, of Joseph, you know, the, towards the end of Joseph's life, he acknowledged that what you know other people and ultimately the enemy meant for harm, that, that God meant for good. And so as Christians, we have the hope of redemption. So even if we have an enemy that's real, that's trying to pick us off, we have a God that's bigger than him uh, and that can redeem the worst of things. Yeah. And so we, we have great hope in that. Yeah. And even with Job, I mean, the, the obvious thing that I think we all take comfort in in that story is like Satan has to get permission. Like the guy can't just walk around and do what he wants. And so, you know, back to your point, yeah. like like God's God is the ultimate power. And everything created has to answer to him. And that creates a whole other set of problems for mm. people because now you're starting to say, well, so God has somehow given Satan permission then mm-hmm. to... Well, don't people have know. a problem with Job for that very reason? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, and oh, we, go ahead and do whatever you want. Like, take, like go as far as you want to. Yeah. You just can't kill him. Right. And like, if you look at what, he, what <laughs> God bad. allowed yeah. Satan to take from Job, that's just gnarly, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, there's that, some, that, that thing in us that, you know the way we view fairness and what we deserve and all yep. those kinds of things to where it, it doesn't look right. But, um, but anyway, I wasn't, we're, 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 we're far down the list now. I'm not, <laughs> we're jumping in. First question was titles of Satan. We're already into, oh. <laughs> we're running a lot more, but some of these titles are gnarly. Um, and I, I don't want to skip over this because, um, when you hear some of the titles that are ways that Satan or Satan's referred to, um, it, it's a little, I can see why people get a little freaked out when they think about who he is and what he's, you know, what he can and can't do. So uh, we have the serpent that shows up pretty clearly um, in the early parts of the Bible. And at the end, um, the devil, Lucifer, Beelzebub. When we say the serpent, is there a specific reference to that? You talking about the garden or you talking about revelation? The only reason I bring it up is because there are a group of people, even Christians. Michael Heiser was one of those guys and he has some good stuff on Satan, but some of it's questionable. One of them is that Satan is not like the serpent, but it's just a title. So when he's called the great serpent right. of old and, and, and Revelation. Yeah, when we get to Revelation, they yeah. call him the serpent of old. It's like, what are they referring to? Well, they're referring to the garden. Yeah. Right. Well, and, so. and that's even where you get the first good news, um, you know, the, the Proto-Evangelion, mm-hmm. where you see, even though man has brought sin into the yeah. world, into God's good right. creation, Redemption you see immediately that, uh, you know. Bruising of the heel, crushing of the head. Who is that? Yeah. Oh, it's Jesus and it's Satan. Somebody's going to yep. come to take care of this yep. guy. Um, snuff the punk, as it were. So snuff the punk. <laughs> yeah. That's just, never mind. I'll, I'll That's the image we should put up. <laughs> That's what we should have called it today, snuffing the punk. I think uh, we did that not long ago, didn't we? Never mind. Maybe not. Anyway, Beelzebub, mm-hmm. uh, the day star. Morning star. 
Also the morning star, the day star, yeah. The That's angel. another problem. People, can I just mention that? Sure. Because yeah. Jesus is referred to as the morning, the star, morning star. Yeah. And Satan's referred to as the morning So there's this whole, like, people will actually take that and go, oh, they're the same person. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Well, <laughs> angel of light would be another one because, again, you see this idea of um, he can project himself or, or, you know, he's a counterfeit. Mm. And, and he can project himself in a way that actually looks like the real deal. Well, again, yeah. he's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. knows how to, he knows how to be beautiful. So he's not going to come at us like you know with a hay fork and, and a you know in a red suit with horns. Right. He's going to come at us impressive. You know, in a way that's going to be convincing and think, mm-hmm. hey, this looks good, which is why so many people are deceived. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the evil one, god of this age, ruler of the kingdom of darkness, uh, the prince or the ruler of this world, um, the prince of demons, dragon. There's there's a lot of other yeah. ones, but but you see this this power and authority that he seems to have in the world. And, and so this question came up a couple of days ago. Somebody pulled me aside and just said, what does this mean that he's the ruler of the world? Isn't God the ruler of the world? So what, what's going on with that? Like we kind of talked about, like he, he's a dog on God's leash. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, you know, God, God has allowed for, for Satan to have a rule, have an authority in the world. Yes. Right? Uh, the Bible tells us that, that he blinds the minds of, of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but at the end of the day, I mean, everything's working towards the end for which God created it yeah and this is a silly analogy but i always think of like back when i watched looney tunes when i was a kid foghorn leghorn and the dog like the dog was always on this chain right and foghorn leghorn would mess with the dog and the dog would come after him and like the chain would get jerked right and like i always think of that like the devil's like the dog on god's chain that, completely yes yeah uh, it might be silly but no he completely <laughs> yeah. is and it's it's like again we can just go back to job and this is some of the problems that people will start to have with god right is he, God delegates, like since he is the ultimate authority over all things, he delegates positions. He, he delegates, um, um, you know, regions mm-hmm. of power, right? And he's delegated to Satan right now at this time, you know, um, in world history, he's delegated Satan to, to allow, he's allow, allowed him to have a certain amount of freedom, you know, and power over the world. He is a God with a little G, though. God yeah. is always right. the God with the big G. And, and just like with Job, like Satan can only do, even though he's been delegated this region for a time, can only do what God allows him to do, which again could be a problem. So It is, but you see that when, when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, you see what what Satan offered him. Yeah. Um, you, you see that they appear yeah. to be real offers. Yeah. Um, that, so, so God has given him yes. some things that he, yes. he does seem to be in control he has of. delegated yeah. him power over. Correct. Yes. Um, so when you think about that, when, when riches are offered you or, a, you know, a promotion of some kind is offered you. And uh, there's so many people that I run into that just automatically assume uh, riches, success, those kinds of mm-hmm. things, equal blessing from God or right. favor from right. God. And, and it may not. Right. Um, we also have to realize there's an enemy who's going to try to pull us away from God, distract us from God, dislodge our faith. Right. And he can use some of these things that he's been, you know, temporarily given authority over yeah. uh, to do that. Um, well, on the opposite side of that coin, people assume that when you know bad things come in their life, that, that they always attribute it to Satan or that the devil's <laughs> yeah. after them. And yeah. Not today, yeah. Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I would point out real quick is that um, God, how, how long suffering and patient God is in, in accomplishing His plan and purpose. So not only does He put up with Satan yeah. and the demons, He puts up with us and our sin, man's sinfulness, right. e- e- even my own sinfulness, in a way that doesn't make sense to me, um, and yet. At the end of the day, when I really think it through, I'm pretty grateful that yep. he is long suffering. Yes, had a uh, conversation <laughs> with someone the other day in our church that was really struggling with this, like how yeah. um, this person had heard about you know what the school system's teaching the kids across the street, mm-hmm. and her mind was blown at how God could allow this, you know. And you do have to go back to the other side of of that. First of all, that justice is going to be served, and God is not. Un, he's not not seeing this like he sees yeah. it right. and he's going to deal with it completely and we're going to be happy with the way God deals with these things at the same time he is patient and long-suffering and and we appreciate that every day you know what I mean and um and, and he's that way with some of these horrible things that are going on around us in the right. world you know so we need to remember that that it's not just a bad thing that he is that it's also a really good thing well and i think there, it's always important yeah. to keep the perspective of of you know the whole the whole bible if you look at the, the you know the bookends the beginning mm-hmm. of you know creation and you look at the end in his kingdom you see god's perfect will right you see god's perfect design right there right with, without question 
man brought sin into the world. We're, we're the ones that wrecked everything. And, and again, this plan of redemption is in place right now. Satan brought it. We bought it. Ooh. Wow. What do you think of that? Nice. That'll That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on a hat. Smoke but, it. But again, we're in this point right, right now where, yes, the evil exists in the world and, and, and all of that, but it's all part of the plan of redemption as well. Um, God's allowing it because it does drive people to hope and it does drive people to light. Yeah. And it does. So, so even though we see this darkness going on and we see this evil going on, it, it's all part of how people come to, you know. For sure. Um, even the person that was probably talking to you there's this desperation that takes place when you start to see this that drives you to God. Yeah. And so again, he knows what he's doing. I, yep. I don't understand how it all works, yep. but I do believe that he, he's, you know, he, he's honest about the fact that his will is being done and his plan is being accomplished and no his purposes are being you yeah. know, taken care of. And even though we don't understand it or can't see it. So, and that includes the evil that's, you know, allowed in Satan demons. Yeah. Us, all of it. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, when you think about some of the, the tactics that the devil uses, um, you know, it says that, you know, we shouldn't be um, unaware of these, these schemes that he's going to come at us with. Mm-hmm. It's wise to kind of know your enemy and, and what he's like. And so what are, what are some of the tactics of the devil that he's, he specializes in? He, he's a sneaky fella. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it is deceit. <laughs> sneaky, so yeah. sneaky. Yeah, sneaky. So it's, sneaky, not, it's not just like full lies, you know what I mean? Because those are easy to detect. It's, it's good. It's partial lies. It's when you've got truth that's been twisted or bent. Right. And which is deceit. So like he, he specializes in that. He's super good at that. Did God really say? Did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did From God really say? And then, and then you, he can quote scripture. He can, you know, do sort of, he, well, look, yeah. but it but twisted, twists them. That's right. And so if we're, if we're not careful, if we're not sober minded, if we don't know our Bibles, if, yeah. if we don't specialize in God's truth, we, we will buy some of this bull. Right. Well, he knows God's word and he knows us. Yeah. And so, uh, and I, when I say he knows us, I don't mean like God knows us, not, you know, but, but he knows what we're, what we're like. He knows what bait to use to, right. to hook us. And so, like you said, he's, he's crafty mm. um, and, and he knows what's going to appeal to us. Yeah. Um, and but he's so, a straight up liar. Yeah. He's a liar, deceiver, yeah. insider, yeah. Yeah. divider. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even accuser, like, accuser, mm. uh, like good, good things coming our way that, that we elevate to unhealthy levels. Like the devil knows that. Yeah, too, for sure. Right. And so one of you brought the example of like money or success or whatever job promotions like those, those seem to be good things. Um, But, you know, when we put those in a a position in our life, that's not good. Like, like the devil knows that and he takes advantage of that and and even tempts us with things that are good, seemingly good. The fruit on the tree was good. Like it's yeah, not yeah. wrong to desire yeah, yeah. something like fruit or to yeah. eat something and enjoy it, but uh, it changed everything. Right. Yeah. Well, and again, he specializes in that lie that there's something that we're missing out on. There's something better. Yeah, uh, right. That God's not enough, and and that we'll find happiness apart from Him. Yeah. And, and that's and and that that for whatever reason appeals to us <clears throat> for yeah. sure. FOMO, dude. So, yeah. Well, yeah. even in, in our right. just kind of <laughs> modern moment of, you know, we, we we just have a jacked up version culturally of of what love is. Hmm. Right. Like love is a good thing, and and ev- like everybody wants love to win, right? Um, but how we view love is messed up and, and, and no doubt, you know, Satan and his minions have, have played a part in just the cultural view of, of what it is to be loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that the contrast though, you know, that it says that the thief speaking of Satan, yeah. they call, he's called a thief. He, he came to steal, to kill and to destroy. And, and the opposite of that would be Christ who came to bring life mm-hmm. and, and abundant life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, very different um, when you, when you kind of look at the fruit and evaluate what's right. going on, you know, we should be able to kind of, to figure out yeah. who's who. So you've got, you, you've yeah. got one that takes life and you've got another yeah, one that correct. establishes it. Yeah. Right. Like right. one is pro-life and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There and you go. One, and one's a murderer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But he, but he appears, he tries to appear as an angel of light. So he tries to appear in a way that we won't notice that. Yeah. So, so you do have to pay attention, but, but at the end of the day, you know, he is kind of a copycat. Um, he's not super creative. He's super effective, but not yeah. super creative. Right. Kind of. He kind of takes what God's done and just you know repackages it yeah. and tries to Cheap you know knock off. Yeah. Doctor Pepper and Mister Pib <laughs> kind of thing. Did you just say Mister Pib? I did. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Or if you really want to get like, there's Doctor Thunder, which isn't even. Like, you sound a little bitter about Mister Pib. Doctor Thunder. Like you've been, yeah. Like yeah, you've been ripped off a little bit in life. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody well, tried Pib's to a cheap knockoff of Dr. Pepper, but then Dr. Thunder, like, it's an even cheaper knockoff of Pib. And I've never heard even, of that, dude. Never heard of that. That must have been an exclusive in Prineville. <laughs> it might have been. Like, maybe, like, the Walmart brand or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like maybe something you shouldn't cheap, drink. The point is, cheap knockoff. <laughs> Stay away from it. Right? <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. 
Uh, what extremes? Do you, what I'm extremes sorry. do you see people go to when it comes to Satan? Christians, even. Well, the, there, there's two mistakes, right? Is that we don't mm-hmm. regard him at all as something. Yep. That is, you know, stronger than us, and then that we gr- regard him too much. Like right. those, those are those are the two mistakes that categories that Christians fall into that are off. So yeah, he's everything or he's nothing. Yep. And for those that make him everything, uh, what, what would you maybe say to them? Because I see it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, we we know that God wins, right? And and God is bigger. And, and as we've already talked about, you know, he's, he's a dog on God's leash. And so, you know, for those that would make the devil everything, maybe the devil isn't out to get you to the degree that you think he is. Yeah. Right? Maybe if you didn't get the job, maybe maybe you just weren't qualified. Maybe it's not that Satan's trying to get you, Right. Or if you got sick, it wasn't because Satan was trying to get you. Yeah, it's because you live in a world where people get sick because of sin. Yeah, maybe your kid just brought a bug home from school. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe it wasn't anymore. Maybe God made you sick. Right. Um, (laughs) Oh, dang. Yeah, well, well, that's that's another podcast for another time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and so, you know, for those that that kind of, you know, look for the devil hiding behind every bush, um, you know, it's just a fearful way to live, right? And and, Yeah, Yeah, do yourself a favor and stop. Yeah, our Bible tells us that perfect love drives out fear. And so when we rest in, you know, the fact that Christ redeems, has, is, and will redeem, um, you know, we don't have to look for the devil behind every bush. Mm-hmm. What, do you guys, what do you guys tell people when they, when they kind of act like Satan's omnipresent, like he's, <laughs> like he's personally, like, <laughs> messing with them? Because, like, that's, some people think that way. Well, that's what I... They, I they'll attribute, yeah. you know, the same attributes that God has, they'll, yeah, they'll right, give right. to Satan, and it's like... Mm. No, I think that's a real thing. I think that there's this idea that there's this cosmic battle of good and evil, that mm-hmm. God and Satan are worthy adversaries, and, and that they're equal, you know, in yep. this in this battle. And the same things like, you know, God, you know, God is omnipresent, so mm-hmm. is Satan. God knows everything, so does Satan. God yep. is all-powerful, so is Satan. And so who's going to win at the end of the day? Well, that's just... That's terrifying if that's true. Well, right. it's just non-biblical. And it's not, yeah, it's yeah. obviously not biblical yeah. and yeah. it's not true. I mean, yeah. the chance of you actually, the chance of any one of us or anyone listening ever actually running into Satan personally, mm-hmm. because he can be at one place at one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he really gives a rip about the likes of us. Right. Um, he's probably got bigger fish to fry. Now he has a network of demons or, you know, however you sure. want to look at that. But I mean, we'll probably never be confronted with the great Satan himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> probably ain't going to happen. Right. Um, so, you know, there's that. But then there, there's just this idea of uh, our testimony, I think, sometimes. I mean, when, we, when we're always talking about Satan and, and yeah. how he's around every corner and under every rock. And, I mean, at some point we start to sound a, a little loony yeah. um, and, and a little bit, like, uh, fearful. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we don't really that's trust, the big, that's we don't the really trust God. Yeah. And, and it's not. It, yeah. It's kind of messed up. That's the biggest one to me is, is like when people pay too much attention to Satan, it's, it's bad for your witness. Like he, he yeah. is winning in that sense <laughs> that you're giving him so much credit for everything sure, because right. it, 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 it's like we're, we're walking around as a fearful people, mm-hmm. not a, not a confident people who know who the God is that leads us right. through each day and through each trial, right. right? Which is where our focus should be. And when that's our focus, then there is some peace in the midst of the sure. storm. And, and we're able to actually be a testimony, right? Where people, that's where Peter says people are going to look at you and be like, well, what's up with the hope that's in you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? That's because my eyes are fixed on God. Right. If they're fixed on Satan, we're not going to be living that way. People aren't going to be asking us that question. Yeah. yeah. You know? what, what a comfort it is if the Bible is true when it says that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God yeah. that, that we have in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That yeah. means that we don't have to overtly focus on Satan, right? I'm not saying we shouldn't right. pay attention at all, but it means right. that we well, it says, it says we're supposed to be aware of his schemes. Right. You know yeah. that you have an enemy to be watchful. Yeah. All these things. There's are, a reality. You know, yeah. even the roaring yeah. lion said, "Is you know, yes. be watchful, be right. paying yes. attention." He's There's out there. Yeah. You know, there is there is a real thing there. But um, part of that, well, we're going to get into that, but I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But part of that, even the idea of a, a roaring lion, um, is sticking with the herd. Yeah. Um, you know, you're staying close to truth. You're staying close to. Um, you know, to, to your faith, you're staying close to other Christians. Um, he's not going to really easily pick you off at that point. Right. And, and so anyway, I was going to jump into this question because I think this, this idea of the devil made me do it is very prolific. Um, can we blame Satan for our sinfulness? Can we blame Satan for the state of the world? Is that, is that a real thing? Or if Satan had never been created, would we pretty much be in the same predicament we're in right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it would be helpful. <laughs> If we could blame him for a few things. Sure would. Then, you know, would I, be. I would appreciate that from time <laughs> yeah. to time. Get me off the hook. Right. Yeah. 
but really, I mean, he started something in the beginning, like he wound a clock, and that affects us. And so, in a, in a sense, it's it's Satan doing things in us just by sin living in us, right? But yeah. at the same time, like it's us because sin lives in us, and I'm responsible. Right. I'm responsible, not just him in what he set forth and brought forth, but me yeah. for what's in me today, um, for what Satan started. It's mine too. Like I gotta, I gotta own it, man. Sure. So there's something helpful about that when you re- when you recognize that because then you're not again you're you're not giving them too much credit. You're not no. thinking that everything bad that happens is like oh Satan did this, Satan did that, Satan did yeah, that. Yeah. It's like devil made me do it. Doesn't work. We we did a lot yeah. of this and and we would have done it apart from him. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bible tells us that there's no temptation that comes our way that that is uncommon to man. And sure. Like God always provides a way for us to not give in to temptation. Right. Right, and so that means that, that we own it when we when we give in. For sure, we own it when we sin. We should anyway. Yeah. The onus is on us. Yeah, we're yeah. At the end of the day, we're we're on the hook for yeah what we've done, and right, we're we're, we're the ones that are gonna have to answer to God and be responsible for it. So you said onus. I did. <laughs> onus is okay, David. <laughs> it was an appropriate use of the word. <laughs> so, what kind of power then does Satan? So, Satan obviously is a powerful being. He's he's somebody that's not to be you know, just made nothing of. What kind of power does he have over us as Christians? Um, can Satan devour us if, if we're Christians? I guess that was the question that was asked. Is that so? Well, he, he is the tempter. I mean, he can he can make a good run at it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I think of, like, peer pressure. Like, if you ever, like, maybe when you're younger, like, pressured a buddy into doing something kind of dumb or even harmful, right? We've all probably been there. And, like, like the devil can make a good run at, at um, you know, twisting our arm to, mm-hmm. to do dumb and harmful and stupid evil mm-hmm. things. Um, and, and that's part of how he tries to devour us. But, but for the Christian, the hope that we have is that, that um, you know, that God in us is greater than, you know, the devil who is not in us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we already mentioned this or, you know, talked about this earlier, but I, I really do think there's a faith component. Like if you actually read that through, it seems to be a, a faith thing and it's talking to believers. Um, and we have examples of people that made their faith in the book of Acts shipwrecked, right? Mm-hmm. Shipwrecked their faith. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that means that their faith is gone. I believe that they made a mess out of it. Um, I believe that's what he's trying to do. I believe it comes back to witness yeah. and testimony of the believer. He's trying to like, you know, like, like suck the faith out of us so that we don't live like people that, that live for God right. and right. that follow God. Praise God that he is faithful. The gospel is faithful. The work of Christ is faithful, right, on our behalf. But, yeah, I, I think we can get twisted up, and I think we can crash into a library, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with our faith. Yeah, I'll fall yeah. asleep and drive but, through a building. Yeah, yeah. That, that happened yesterday for those that don't are aware. <laughs> you know, I think we have examples in the Bible of, of Christian people, uh, God, people of God, who— who were impacted by the enemy. And so, you know, you sure. can't help but think of Job. We mentioned him already. Yeah. I think of Joseph, you know, the way his brothers treated him and what they did. And, and what was the end result of that story is, you know, they meant it for evil, but God, you you meant it for good. Yeah. Right. And then I think of Paul, of course, with this thorn in his flesh. Uh, yep. He said, a messenger of Satan to buffet me or yeah. to just, just, you know, plague me. Mm. And he pleaded with God to remove it. And yet somehow... <laughs> God was pleased to leave it there, mm. and we don't know what it was. It's kind of nice we don't, because I think if we knew what it was, we could, you know, excuse right. it as. Well, but he does call it a master of Satan. But he does call it, yeah, something yeah. that's you know the enemy was not, um, you know, re- he was relentless in Paul's life in this way, that that caused Paul, you know, God used it again for good. It caused Paul to rely heavily on God's strength and not on his own. Paul was a guy that could rely on his own strength pretty easily. I think we all have that. Yeah, sure. And so you see how God is using this thing for his own glory and his own good or our good and his purposes and all this. And yet it still exists there somehow. And so, um, I don't know how all this works, mm. but, but again, just that faith component of knowing that God is bigger than all of this. He's greater. You know, he was in us is greater than he's in the world. Um, how, what do you guys think about possession versus oppression? You know, can a Christian be possessed by a demon or that's a, that's a whole nother weird question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting into things above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of thoughts on that. And I think the most common maybe thought to it in the circles that maybe we run in is that oppression is fair yeah. game and a possibility and possession is not mm-hmm. right for a believer. And um, I've heard some good arguments against that. Like a lot of it has to do with our definition of 
possession. Correct. And well, at the end of the day, is there is there not. a big difference between the two? I mean, I don't know. When yeah, I think yeah. Of, when if you, so, if someone's if an intruder's in the house, yeah. right? Whether it's oppression or possession, like that's that sucks. I, well, you know? I think we tend to go to legion and, and think like, can that happen to me? Can I be possessed right. with you know enough to kill a herd of pigs? Yeah. And I would say, if the Holy Spirit's in us, then we, we probably aren't. He's not probably right. going to share space with right. a with a demon. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, that's but, right. but the oppression aspect of it is clear. Right. Well, and people argue, you know, with the First Corinthians passage with sexual immorality, how it's a sin that's unlike other sins because of the Spirit dwelling in us and the Spirit mm. sharing in this act of sin. And so people actually say, like, no, your argument, like, doesn't hold any weight. Like, you can be possessed. Like, those two things can be in the same place at the same time, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that's where we get the, pos- the oppression over possession right. for the believer is the idea that, um, that we are the temple of the Most High God the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And, of course, no darkness can dwell. Right, right. And, and yet we're sinners every day. <laughs> so, so what about what about Christians then that, that tend to leave, you know, doors and windows cracked? Well, that's a whole or, different or, thing. Or right? open. I mean, that's something, right. that's something that is a reality, yeah. is that we open our sure. lives by what we do and what we set our mind on and what we set our hearts on and what we follow through with on things that are contrary to God. And when we open ourselves to things that are contrary to God, the, the after effects, the aftershocks are going to be bad. Yeah. I, I mean, they're just going to affect us, right? Right. And so they're going to allow things in that are contrary to God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, and then you got warfare, just yeah. straight warfare. And the Bible talks about that we, we sow to the spirit or we sow to the flesh. Yep. Right. Right. And so there's this kind of predictable result that, you know, if you plant corn, you're going to grow corn. Right. <laughs> if you plant tomatoes, you're going to grow tomatoes. And so when we think about sowing to the spirit or sowing to the flesh, it's a pretty predictable result of kind of which which yeah. one we're sowing to at any given moment. Good tree bears good fruit. Right. Yep. Well, and knowing that this spiritual realm exists, that it's real, even though it might seem weird to people and they don't understand it, um, w- when we open ourselves up and, and kind of let our guard down or, you know, the idea of, you know, we have the spiritual armor idea, yeah. but we also have the idea of just taking it all off and, and <laughs> just, you know, here I am, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I see with people, you know, with the drug use, with the yeah. alcohol use, um, with yeah. sexual stuff, pornography, there's, there's like a lot of stuff on on. That, yeah. that you see that's, yeah. that, that generally you're For just sure. leaving a window open into your home and into your life right. For sure. um, that you're inviting evil into. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, you know, it ain't smart. Yeah. So, it, so there's habits in our life that we can cultivate that, that make a difference in our battle with sin. For right? sure. And yeah. so if we're, you know, regularly reading our Bible and regularly engaging in fellowship and regularly praying and regularly yeah. around, you know, Christian brothers and sisters, there's going to be a predictable result that comes from that. But yeah. if we're, um, you know, not regularly doing those things, then, you know, that's, you know, leaving the yeah. door wide open, not even just a crack, yeah. but that's leaving the doors and the windows wide open, you know, for the devil to come in and tempt. And so those things, like you just mentioned, are, are kind of like securing your house, yeah. kind of like closing your yeah. windows and locking right. your doors is when you're around truth tellers and you're in your Bible and you're, you're in constant fellowship with God and worshiping right. God. And all those things are like securing your house, right? Um, but not doing any of those things is like leaving your house wide open for anybody to walk in. Yeah. Um, which is what we do, even like meditating, like meditating on the Word of God and meditating on who He is. Um, meditation is just when you when you actually like camp around or sit around something, right? <laughs> and um, and so like e- even even that meditate, make sure that you're sitting around, you're camping around, you know, God, and not right. other things that have nothing to do with God. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, we kind of talked about the power Satan, you know, has and that God's given him and how he can affect us. But do we have any power over him? Because um, I think that's the other extreme you see people go to. Depends is that, on which epistle you read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. You see some people that are just like ordering him around and telling him what he can and can't do and binding this and binding sure. that. Yeah, I mean, Jude would, you know, maybe have something to say about that, right. you know, and um, which is which is one of the epistles that's like, you know, maybe maybe we maybe we don't need to like take this dude head on. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's not a good idea. You know? It's just funny to think about. It's like, there's a new sheriff in town, Satan. Right. And here right. I come. It's like, right. man, I mean, you're going to come out like like those guys. Yeah. You yeah. come running out of the house naked, yeah. you know. Check one, check two. Yeah. You, know. you guys probably, this. probably haven't seen this, but there reminds me of an old Carmen video back in the day that was uh, called Satan Bite the Dust, and, and Carmen is the sheriff in town. Right? Oh, wow. And he just no. handles business with Satan. It's kind of corny. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I believe you. Well, not kind of. It's totally corny. But, but then you've got, you know, you've got those <laughs> statements that we love, you know, like he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, which was already mentioned a couple of times today. And yeah. I think that we get the impression off that, like, 
oh, I, I got this. Like, you got yeah. nothing. I, I got this. Because, you know, and, and we can just start overstepping. Right. You know? Yeah. Start, push, start pushing them on the shoulder. Right. Like, dude, you got to listen to me because of who. And it's like, no, just leave. Like, don't do that. Yeah. You know, don't poke the dog. Well, again, I think some, some of what we've already established <laughs> is the that bear. there are times when God has, is using the things that are going on in people's lives for a purpose. And so maybe we don't get the, you know, just to decide when right. and where and how and all this is going to go down. Maybe we need to yield to by faith to what God's doing. Right. But at the same time, understanding there is power in the name of Jesus. Sure. Um, and, and there is mm-hmm. authority in the name of Jesus. Sure. And, and so we can rest in that um, and trust in that, knowing that. And I think it also means, like, let's talk to Jesus. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, so like if Satan's bigger than us, like, let's talk, let's talk to someone who's bigger than him. Yes. If he's our bully, like, let's go to his, let's talk to his yeah. bully. Right. Right. And, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's just go to Christ. You know, let, let's not go to this source. Let's yeah. go to the source. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, some of the passages we already talked about, you know, greater is he who is in us and he who is in the world. The rest of that passage about the roaring lion and being devoured uh, says this talking about the devil, resist him firm in your faith, knowing so, that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the whole world. And there's the faith thing there. So, like it, it is in the context of, yeah. Yeah. Being well, firm idea, in our faith rather than weak in our faith. Right. Yeah. And, and seeing that this, this kind of stuff is happening to other people. It's oh, happening yeah. to other yeah, Christians. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't, it's part of the, it's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. Um, he says that there, which is weird, but it's okay. And then we have, of course, James four is another good one where it says, submit yourselves to God Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yep. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Yeah. goes to what we were just talking about yeah. as far as keeping our windows and doors closed. Yeah. But this idea of, you know, if, if you resist him, yes. um, if you submit to God, yes. you know, he will flee from well, you. Well, again, it's yeah. everything that we saw Jesus do, right, yeah. when he's in the wilderness. Right. Like Satan comes to him, offers him all kinds of rad things. He resists that, right? right. And, he, and we constantly see the Lord drawing near to the Father, yeah. right? And so those two things, like, equal victory. <laughs> yeah. And it's worth mentioning that, like, resisting, the, like, drawing near to God is resisting the devil. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. just kind of clenching and, like, yeah. okay, I, I got this. I'm just I'm going to resist. Yeah. I'm going to, you know. Just, Sweat like, drops of blood right. until it's over. Drawing near to God is resisting the devil. Like, it's not just, you know, dig down deep in what you got inside you and, and you know, fight it until you don't have to fight it. Well, and yeah. I think we talked about what those things are, but, I mean, when you look at Jesus being tempted by Satan, uh, what did he battle him with? Yeah. The word, word, the word, the word. And and that's that's one of the things we have. You know, when you yeah. think of the spiritual armor, we have the sword that is the word of God. And we better know how to use it. Right. You know, uh, and it's just it's one of those things that we have to have. Um, the idea of not not being picked off easily, you know, staying in the herd is huge. And too many Christians are just out there kind of they're easy pickings if, if right. not. But the spiritual armor is something that, you know, this is this could be a whole a whole you know podcast just yep. to talk about what the spiritual armor is and what that looks like. Well, maybe um, next week we'll talk about that because yeah. I think this is something that you know this idea to armor up every day and it, it's very practical stuff yeah. that we probably should be thinking about more yeah. than we are. Yeah. Uh, God has given us what we need to to basically be successful in the spiritual battle that we're in. Yeah, uh, the first step is acknowledging it, and then the second step, you know, is, is armor up properly mm-hmm. every day. And so, yeah, um, and we even have the spiritual armor here. We could all put it on the little the kids' uh, plastic. Oh, yeah. We only have two sets, not three. <laughs> One, two, three, so not you it. You two can put it on. I, I, no, would be I already rolling. said not it. <laughs> That's awesome. Whoever it fits best. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, the other thing we have to just acknowledge here, and, and this is something happened at the cross that changed everything and we know this about salvation but but in regards to satan um talk about that a bit well i I think the most obvious one and the one that matters most is access to god yeah right so satan kind of he had the monopoly like he had this 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 running thing happening of of us being cut off from god from the presence of god um, and that, that's, that was a pretty good deal that he, that he yeah. pulled off. Uh, Jesus came and, and changed that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, he destroyed the work of Satan. He destroyed that roadblock and that obstacle, um, and tore it down so yeah. that now we can be in God's presence. We can yeah. be his kids. We can know him. Um, we, yeah, we have access. I mean, that's yeah. a, so that's the cross a, created access. That's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and the cross proved proved who Jesus said he was, right? That, that he is the defeater of sin and death. Sure, um, yeah. You know, if, if he died and that was it, 
you know, just a tragic story, but because he came out of the grave, he conquered death, thereby conquering sin. Yeah. Um, th- then he is who he says he is, and he did what he said he came to do. Yeah. And so we can put our faith and our trust in him because of that. Yeah, it kind of took the keys of death from Satan. Yeah. No, he, um, yeah, he defeated him yeah. at that point. Yeah. By, yeah. I'll take those. Yeah, yeah. Ex- Those exactly. are mine now. Sorry. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's huge. Yeah. I love uh, Colossians 2.15. It says that Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame, yeah. triumphing mm-hmm. over them at the cross. Yep. So this is like something happened here right. uh, that, that changes stuff. No and, doubt. And, and, and we don't fully understand what it was, but there's a difference between pre-cross and post-resurrection yep. in what Satan, yep. you know, what he can and can't do in, in, in our lives. And even, even in, you know, yes. the, it, it talks about how the, the ruler of this world is judged. Yes. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know? And yes. so we're, something's different. And this is the yeah. eschatological question, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Is how bound is he? Right? Correct. Because we can absolutely look at the cross and the resurrection and, and see an undoing a defeat of Satan, right? And yet, we, it follows with 1 Peter 5.8. <laughs> like we, we have post-resurrection verses that this dude's still a player, and, and he's still playing things out. Yeah. You know? Well, so Romans, how bound is he? Romans. Uh, I love this verse. It's a great verse. But uh, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under yep. your feet. Yeah. And, and you know at the cross that happened. Yep. And yet there's the... Yes and not yet. Now and not right. yet. So right. we have that st- that same same tension that we struggle with in other areas. Yep. This is a done deal. Yep. And yet, you know, what does that look like? And so even the idea of being bound, just so people yep. understand that, you know, there's there's one theology out there when it comes to 19, end times, Revelation nineteen. That that yep. yeah, it's the millennial kingdom and and yep. what what this means when when it talks about Satan being bound. There's a group that thinks that that at the cross at the resurrection, Satan was bound, which makes and, sense biblically. Well, I used to make fun of it because I said, well, if he's bound, he sure got a long right. leash. You know, it's like, what's he bound from? Well, what he's bound from deceiving essentially is deceiving the nations. Because if you look at the way it was in the right. Old Testament, you had one people group that God basically set his attention and focus on. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the access point to God was through this people group. And Satan was allowed to deceive every other nation. Right. And he did a great job of it. Right. And then you see something's changed now to where the gospel has gone into all the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you Wake, know, and waking people up from the deception. Yeah, not right. just Jews, yeah. but but Gentiles, yes. Jews yes. as well. And so something has really, you know, yes. it does appear to have changed in that regard. And then at the same time, so it, so it really has to do with how one interprets deceiving the nations. Correct. Because at the same time, like in our verse today, and there's several others, he's still out there trying to to still, do these things which are deceptive. <laughs> That's what he still specializes yeah. in. Right. So he can't ultimately deceive us now. The, yeah. go- the gospel has given us sight, right? And revelation and clarity. Um, but at the same time, he's still out there deceiving people. Yeah. Well, and I guess at the, at the end of the day, the big, the big picture idea here is that the cross secured something for us. Yeah. And the resurrection. There is a victory. There's a victory over sin. There's a victory over death that is now ours in Christ. He's already done. And so, so, you know, when when you think about Satan and what he's doing and what, you know, what he's accomplishing and and how he threatens us and all that in light of the cross, Yes. My goodness, we don't have to live in fear or worry yes, or, right. you know, be smart, be yes. watchful. Your adversaries out there um, don't do stupid stuff or leave yourself, you know, exposed, I guess. But but we get to live in a, in a whole different state of confidence because of Christ. That That's a game changer yeah. that the world doesn't seem to enjoy. And uh, and we get to. So so how know, bound is he is fully is like fully and also not completely yet right yeah <laughs> like now, now that we've clarified that the kingdom is now and not yet mm. yeah. well it isn't it's you know but but it, but as far as we are concerned oh yeah we have every reason to be extremely encouraged no we're secure um, right secure yeah we're secure yeah and i love that you yeah. because if satan could dislodge us yeah from the hand of christ he would yeah but according to john 10 yeah he can't he can't no doubt and and i'm grateful for that Heck yeah so, amen there's a great uh, hymn um that i love martin luther uh, the mighty fortress, and 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 this uh, this. Are one, you going to say buttress, dude? No, I'm not going to go there. It's, a, it's <laughs> the next one, but it says, "And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed His truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness, grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, His doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. And <laughs> I love that last one. Yeah. There's going to come a point where Jesus returns. And the great Satan, with one word, yep. will be knocked on yep. his keister forever. His head crushed, yep. done, over with. 
um, this is who our God is, and this is what we have to look forward to, yep. an eternity with none of that, mm-hmm. um, none of what he brings to the table, all the, all the attributes, all the characteristics and stuff. I mean, it's just Yeah, the absence of Satan in, <laughs> in the final kingdom, the ultimate kingdom, is pretty, something pretty interesting to think about, <laughs> like, like just try yeah. to imagine right. a reality, right, in an economy, you know, yeah. life where Satan is nowhere, right? and the effects of Satan are nowhere. That, that's almost unimaginable. It's unimaginable. Well, Un- and it, it even comes, comes down to I'm the, you know, my, <laughs> without, without imagining. Uh, yeah, without imagining. <laughs> Unfathomable. I don't know why I had such a hard time <laughs> yeah. with that. What's going on, dude? That pollen's like in, in my it, sinuses, in dog. The kingdom, in the kingdom, you won't have that trouble anymore. That's right, yeah. Now I just think about, you know, the sin in the world and sin in my own life and, and, and being rid of that once and for all. Yeah. Um, Never have somebody accuse me. Never have somebody tempt me. Uh, it's just going to be, I don't know. I'm Glorious. Forward to Unimagin- Glorious. Yeah. Unimaginable. Yes. That's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> so, so hopefully that's encouraging to people that have did listen. You know, if you have more questions, uh, we'd, you know, we'd love to. Bottom to line, if them, you belong but, to Christ, Satan cannot have you. Yeah. Not today, Satan. Yep. He cannot have you. <laughs> or tomorrow. There you go. You or are now. already owned. <laughs> yeah. You are already the property of Purchased, somebody else. Purchased, bought, sealed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's good. Yep. All right. That's what I got. You got to pray. Right. I'll, I'll pray. <laughs> God, thanks for today and uh, just our conversation. Pray that it would be uh, helpful for people. Um, but more than that, pray that you would help us all just to uh, to revel in the truth uh, of the gospel, the truth that uh, that you are sovereign over all, the truth that you uh, know all, see all, hear all. Uh, are everywhere all of the time, and that you uh, hold firmly in your grip uh, those who have come to you in faith and repentance. And so I just pray that you would help us to have um, a a proper view uh, of who you are, who we are, who the devil is. Uh, Help us to continue to keep our eyes uh, focused on you. Uh, Help us to live uh, without fear and help us to live uh, more and more every day uh, in faith uh, for who you are. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. door3r.org.